Hello everyone and welcome. I am Daniel Velasco, also known as Dano the Writer, and I am your host here on The Opinionated Spot. to thank everyone around the world for your support to all my dear friends and family that are listening and sharing and talking about this podcast to help me grow especially the ones in Bolivia Argentina France and Germany you guys know who you are how much I love you all and how much I appreciate you guys having my back on this project this journey has been amazing from the start and you're making it something something else uh, I'm truly thankful to you all remember that if you have any suggestions advice or just wanna have something you wanna talk about in the podcast you can leave me a message on Instagram at Dano the Writer and you can also leave voice messages on the Anchor app On our previous episodes, we've talked about plot versus character and why it's really important to try to achieve a balance between the two instead of picking one. We also talked about execution, on how a great idea can fail its purpose, its objective, if it's not handled the right way. And we used examples that came from divisive moments divisive projects. Today I want to talk about the importance of understanding your story and talk about a little bit about adapting something from source material and to show also how something that is mostly beloved and very well regarded also finds detractors but people that just are there to hate something or to dislike something just for the sake of it and not because their point of view has merit at all. Today we're gonna talk about the value of the Lord of the Rings trilogy. Middle Earth has a very special place in my heart because I don't, I'm not sure if it was after the Two Towers or after the Return of the King, a group of friends and I began role-playing The Lord of the Rings. And we had a long, long campaign that lasted a year. So for a year, we lived on Middle-earth, having adventures with elves and dwarves and orcs. Rohirrim, Men of Gondor, Numenorians, and all that stuff. Uh, it was amazing. It was a, a amazing, crazy experience that forged a bond between Tolkien's world and, uh, and me. And it also helped me become a better storyteller because being the narrator of such a huge campaign meant that I had to be ready for a lot of possibilities there were a lot of players on that table and having to be prepared for basically any choice that they could make meant that I had to think about tons of story possibilities and that's why I would 
I will always advise storytellers, uh, screenwriters, to give it a shot at crafting role-playing games campaigns. It's an immensely useful tool that not many people are aware of. Another key tool that you can learn from role-playing is the skill of adapting the source material. Because even if you have a core rule book that explains to you what you can and cannot do, how the mechanics of the world work in terms of role-playing and roll dice to decide some kind of outcomes. For you as a storyteller, even if you have seen a movie or read a book, however the world has been brought to your eyes or to your knowledge, when you're playing, you're taking that and making it your own and you're transforming parts of it. You're discarding stuff that you don't think is useful for your story. In that way, you're in the process of adapting what you know into something that you can use for the sake of fitting it better to your media, to your environment, to your way of showing your story. In this case, a role-playing chronicle. But it can change if you're gonna tell a short web series or if you're gonna shoot a movie. Because just as the role-playing game has a book telling you the rules of the game, each format, each media has its own rules rules you need to change and to adapt for your story to fit its new environment. A novel is not the same that a play, a play is not the same that a movie, a movie is not the same as a TV show. So how can you translate successfully something from its original form into a new one? Well, what matters the most is to keep in mind which are the core elements of the story, what are the themes What are the universal truths that the original work is trying to convey? You don't even have to worry about plot or character at first, but in how the world deals with universal themes, which rules does this world has that I can translate into anything? How does friendship works in this world? How does loyalty works in this world? How does magic work? All that stuff that we take for granted and we try to turn into something really mechanic, we have to understand the emotions that the source material can create on the audience, on us when we're trying to adapt that because there's something about every work of storytelling be it a movie a show a book a comic book whatever they music also of course it's not just about the story itself it's about the emotion it's about how they can make us feel and that's what is at the core of everything. And that's what we have to succeed in translating into a new format if we want our adaptation to work and to be as well received as the original source material.
before moving on into the adapting process of a story, I want to go back to this notion that sometimes even if something is really well received by the wide audience, people will still try to find something to criticize. And not in a constructive way, just for the sake of attacking something. And in the case of The Lord of the Rings, there were many opinions regarding how stupid it was for two of the weakest creatures in all Middle-earth to go sneak into the land of the Dark Lord and try to destroy the ring. I remember a lot of people talking about why didn't the eagles take the ring and throw it on into Mount Doom. And there were many issues in that same vein. Of course, again, I'm talking about something that I'm quite biased because of the love and the respect that I have both for the books and the great adaptation that Peter Jackson, Frank Walsh and Philippa Boyens did. For me, anyone talking about that kind of stuff is missing the point of the story entirely. Because this is not a story about the easy way out of anything. This story is about the dark moments that we have to face in our time and how we fight through them. How do we find the courage, the honor, the loyalty, the strength to do what's right, not what is easy. And even so, it wouldn't be easy <clears throat> for the eagles to drop the <laughs> ring into Mordor, right? You think that Sauron would have like said, oh, eagles are coming. Oh, they're dropping the ring. Oh, damn. It's not that easy. And that's not the point of the story. You're telling a story about war, about friendship, about the corruption power of power itself, how power can be the ultimate corrupting substance in the world. And there's no easy way around it. You have to earn every step of the road. And that's something that the Lord of the Rings does amazingly. And it's so beautiful to see the journey of every character, not only Frodo and Sam, Sam especially, a character that starts off as a simple gardener, but he's basically the one who saves everyone. He's the steady force that keeps hope alive, that pushes the ring bearer to where he has to go. But every, every character, even Legolas, Gimli, Aragorn, Gandalf, the whole fellowship has a journey where they grow and they learn that no victory comes without a cost. And that even if war is something awful and something that shouldn't happen, when the cause is right, you have to fight. So just thinking about the easy way out is just a sign that you didn't get the story. You didn't understand what it was about. On previous episodes, we talked about the importance of having a simple plot if your setting is quite out there. Like if it's a sci-fi show, a fantasy movie or whatever. If your setting 
and your story are hard to comprehend or if there are many characters, whatever the reason, your, your story has many elements that the audience needs to understand, then your plot has to be simple enough. And again, by saying simple, I'm not talking about being boring or just make everything easy. I'm saying that you have to use structures that are easy to follow. And The Lord of the Rings, it's a simple plot, right? You have to save the world. There is a terrible evil that wants to destroy everything and our heroes have to save it. It's a simple plot. And it also uses archetypes, strong archetypes to help even more the process of identification and empathy with characters and to understand what everything is supposed to do. That allows for a lot of world building and world expansion and to talk more about history and to deliver exposition without being boring or without repeating yourself. Having the plot being that simple enables you to spend more time doing other stuff. You can paint your characters in a better way. You can explain a lot of the objects in your world and so on and so forth. And for all that to not get lost in any adaptation or translating from one media to the other, you have to be sure that you understand what the story is about. And even if it seems that good versus evil is, is everything that's here, it's not because you have several subplots that even if they deal with this main idea, each of them deals with different strands of that main plot. So, in the end, what's the value of The Lord of the Rings? As an adaptation, I think it's a template of how you should look at adapting any sort of material. You need to approach every adaptation with respect, with an understanding of what works, what the story is about, and what changes do you have to make in order to the new product fit the intended media better. Sometimes there are attempts to translate stuff too literally, and it's impossible. Each medium, each way of sharing your stories has its own inner rules beyond the story itself, just the rules within the format. So when translating, when adapting from one to another, you just need to think about the core elements of the plot, of the story, of the characters, the emotions behind them, and use that to find the best way to fit them into the given structure of your media, of your format. There were many changes made in the movies in regard of the books. One of the most important ones, I think, and then one that was a stroke of genius from the writers, was that in the book, Faramir is a really likable character from the start. He is like a younger version of Aragorn, but that's sweeter, a more kind version of Aragorn. And he sets up to help Frodo and Sam from the beginning, since they first met. And as Philippa Boyan said it on the extras, I think in the Two Towers DVD extended edition, they had to change that 
and made Faramir more of an obstacle at first because they were talking about how evil the ring was and uh, to have a character come across it and say oh no I totally agree I don't want this I'm gonna do anything I can do to help it didn't fit the story because you're talking about the most evil dangerous object in the whole world it has to have a toll on the people around it it cannot be that easy and most of the changes the writers the screenwriters made were around those lines what is not fitting the story what doesn't help us move the story forward a very beloved character named Tom Bombadil was left out of the movie and it angered a lot of fans but it's also an understandable decision because Tom as likable and as helpful as he is wasn't quite attached to the main story and again we circle back to this notion that the crazier your world the easier you have to make your plot and that's something that as we discussed before for me Batman v Superman failed to do because I think they believed that Batman and Superman being as famous as they are everybody every audience member would know who they were and how their world works and all that stuff and then they settled with a really convoluted plot that was a mess it was really hard to follow whereas the writers behind the Lord of the Rings trilogy understood that if they kept every single detail that Tolkien had the time and space to slowly describe every single detail of the world they would face really terrible pacing and even the extended editions are really long movies I think no one clocks under three hours um They understood that they needed to remove stuff that was not moving the plot forward, not moving the story. And on the other hand, the value of the trilogy as a movie and as an experience is something that's world-changing. Both the movie and the books deal with terrible issues about war, about loss, grief, and how different characters like Denethor and Theoden, they both lose sons and one just succumbs to despair and hopelessness and on the other hand Theoden rises to the challenge at hand and he dies honorably and and it's amazing I, I, I still can feel what I felt in the movie theater watching these movies standing in awe and like glossy eyes when they were hearing charged the armies of Mordor. It's crazy that it's not the amazing action or the incredible effects that I recall. I recall the soldiers yelling death and knowing that they would probably die, but knowing that they had to fight. And it's amazing how a movie can make you feel better about yourself and hoping to become a better person. And that's something that the Lord of the Rings totally did you wanted to be better you wanted to share those kinds of bonds with people 
close to you. To this day, the music, the score gives me chills. Uh, using the bits and pieces of the of the score here in the podcast is still passing me the emotion of that moment. And that's why I believe that what the trilogy achieved is going to be really hard to replicate because uh, it took people that loved the books, that respected the books, that understood them, and that also understood what needed to be changed. They understood that they couldn't literally translate the book because in the books, for instance, Tolkien spends like two pages describing the forest or a mountain. And even if you in the movies can watch in very detail the world and they went further in building sets and stuff so you can basically touch Middle Earth. They kept the story moving. And to this day, it's an unbelievable experience. I try to watch the extended edition trilogy once a year, at least. That's how much <laughs> I'm in love with this franchise, with this trilogy. And also because how much the movies taught me and how much I can still learn from them. And I recommend you watch it if you haven't. And if you have, try to watch it again with fresh eyes and try to see all the beauty that this trilogy has to offer. Well, this is it for today's episode. I hope you have enjoyed it. And remember to value the things you see, the things you watch. Try to understand what matters in the story. Let your emotions connect with the characters and their journey. And if you end up having to adapt something from a media to another, don't be afraid to cut whatever you think won't help your telling. Thanks for joining me again, and I hope to see you guys again on our next episode. I am Daniel Velasco, also known as Dano the Writer, and this was my opinion on the value of the Lord of the Rings trilogy. Till next time. And in our next episode, we're gonna jump on a hype train And we're going to talk about Yes, the upcoming release of The Matrix Resurrections will allow us to talk about the original Matrix, how it changed cinema landscape forever, why is it such a great movie, and how the sequels fail to live up to the standard set by the first one. So stay tuned for our next episode.